Hey there, everyone, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronicles of Mister. In this episode, I get to speak with Kevin Holloway Harris, an individual who I had the pleasure of working with last year as we were on the same campus. This is Kevin's first full year as a full-time teacher. Previously, he serves as a sub, and it was great to catch up with him. I thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronicles of Mister. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Chronicles of Mr. Uh, Mr. Pierre. Once again, I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Holloway Harris. So pleased to have you back here, Kevin. Thank you for having me back. Long time no see, man. I missed you. Yeah, same, same. Um, the last time that we spoke, we were both on the same campus. Um, you were you were subbing, and now this year, or and I was seventh grade math, math and science, and now this year, I'm no longer on that same campus. And I'm hearing that you are currently in the the same room or the old room that I was in. Yeah, we still call it Mr. Pierre's room. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, Mr. Pierre's room. <laughs> uh, I will say no, you'll you'll, you'll find some stickers, place places. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. They and they ask about you all the time. They're like, "Oh man, we thought we were gonna have Mr. Pierre," and I'm like, "I am sorry to disappoint." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to come back um, that week of uh, the Thanksgiving if I if I get a day or two off just to to swing through because yeah I had those sixth grade kiddos like I was planning on on being there their math teacher and then things changed and I had to go to a, a different location a different campus but how has the year been for for you? Year has been it's been ups and downs. Um, I before the year started like yeah I, I signed on to be a long term sub at the, the campus but I didn't know exactly like you, before you before you actually get your assignment sometimes you don't know what it is you just know you're going to be at a school and when they need assistance you're going to step in where you, you know you're needed um, and I knew that there was like a, a big teacher shortage and, and even a sub shortage but uh, you know right before school started they were like hey like would you mind uh, stepping into um, seventh grade math and science uh, for a few weeks, I was like, I never, I stepped into mostly like, like last year, like kindergarten, you know, it was my first time being like super long term, but doing it for middle school, I was a little bit scared because I haven't dealt with like, they're not adults, but they're way older than like, like babies, you know? So like they have more opinions. They, they're going through hormones like crazy. So I didn't know what to expect. And you know, those couple weeks, um, turned into, you know, we're almost at month four. Um, and we hired somebody fantastic. It's just like, it's just been a journey of like trying to rediscover, you know, how to connect with younger people and how to reach different groups of people. Um, also like I had to relearn some math and relearn some science. Like, I feel like I'm always having to learn (laughs) like a lot, Mm. (laughs) but it's refreshing. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I think number one, you, you touched on it. The, the reality of so many teachers are needed. So many subs are needed. Um, and that's just, it's difficult for good campuses and good teachers to be found to then match up for them to be on good campuses. I will say I'm grateful that the, the kiddos do have you knowing that you are a person who is looking to reach young people who cares about young people 
knowing that you're with the, the younger kiddos, the babies, and now being with middle kiddo, middle school kiddos where, yeah, it is a, a roller coaster. And something that I, I would tell them often is like, kiddos, you everything that you're going through is normal, um, where it's like there are planets that are spinning around the sun and just wanting to let them know that, hey, I'm going to be the constant. Like, this is the r- routine. This is the rationale behind it. This is why I do things, why I don't do things. Um, and however you're feeling and how you react to that, I'm just going to be, be the same in, in that respect. And hopefully uh, you'll learn a lot in terms of the content, the math and science, and, and go from there. Do you, but in my saying all of that, knowing that as the teacher, you also need support the same way that you're going to support the, the kiddos as they have their ups and downs. Do you feel like you're, you're, you're getting the things that you need in, in regards to the support? Um, it, yes, and, yes, and no. I feel like it's a complicated okay. yes. Um, I mm. have great, like, our APs are really, really great. Um, if I need something, I can text them, I can call them, walkie them, and they'll be there right away. Um, the, the complication comes in from sometimes, like, I don't, I'll know I need support, but I don't know how or what I need. Mm. Sometimes I feel like, I'm like, man, like, I really could use something right here. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. So it's hard for me to articulate the support that I need. And, you know, I feel like kids from last year to this year, I feel like they're changing. So I feel like mm-hmm. even the way that, you know, we do stuff in the classroom changes, even in terms of like classroom management, classroom discipline, you know, how I encourage the kids. Um, that was a shock to me, you know, because I... Yeah, my my brain was on kindergarten reinforcements, like how we did that room. My brain was on, you know, my little bit of coming into your classroom, coming to the other middle school classrooms last year, and thinking that I can pull that same stuff this year and it was going to work. But the kids, they're different. Their emotions changed. Right, right, right. Everything's just changed. You know, um, I'm also learning that like kids are in different places. Um, when you mm. in science, I may have a kid that's mega smart at science, and then in math, you know, they're at maybe like fifth or sixth grade level, and then sometimes vice versa. You know, you get that kid that's like, right, right. Kid, science, and I don't get these rocks and this mantle stuff. Like, I don't know what's going on. So, just a lot of learning. I will say to you, as um, this being like your sophomore year of teaching, to give yourself some grace knowing that, um, yeah, you're not always going to have the answers. And when you look back at, I'd say by the time you make it a winter break, looking at where you are and what you've done thus far to be like, Oh snap, like where I am today is not where I was when I began. And like to be content with that, but also knowing like, and knowing you, I'm sure there's like, However, that doesn't help the kiddos. If the kiddos, like you were just saying, if this kiddo has a deficiency or a gap, I want to make sure that gap gets filled, um, gets filled. Um, and I want to address it in all the things that a teacher ought to do. I know that you want to do it. Um, and that's, that's part of the battle of being a good teacher is like, man, I want to do all these things, but there's only 24 hours in the day and there's only so much that I can do. And so I'd say to you, the kids are going to be okay. If you take care of, take care of you so that 
you are the, you know, the fullest Mr. Harris, Holloway Harris that is in front of them, um, then they will be okay. Because when they see that you are showing up for them, they will then show up for themselves and for you as well. And so I would say to you, to the best of you, how you can, it's like, don't beat yourself up too much because then it's just a lose-lose at both ends. And, and I'm saying this from the, the space of like, knowing my stubbing, stubborn younger self, I may have heard that, but it didn't, I didn't really listen to it. I'm hoping that you'll listen to it and not, not let that feeling of like, man, I got these five things to do and I'm only able to, it seems like I'm only finishing one of them. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, like that's that part of, that's part. So what? Like, I feel like, I feel like I, I do beat myself up and like, sometimes like even with time management, I'll have like five, six, seven things to do in a day. And I get, I get really mm-hmm. upset with myself because sometimes like, you know, they need something more in one subject and you're like, I spent a lot of time doing small groups and, and dealing with these one or two kids, like having to help them out with this, you know, I want to make sure they get it. But then you're like, yeah, I had to pull away from something else for so many hours and I want them to all know everything. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I feel you. Um, and to that, yeah, I would, I would just, I would repeat again and reiterate, reiterate again of how important it is to keep finding that balance for you. Um, of this week, it's going to be kiddo X and kiddo Y. Like, just realistically, I'm not going to be able to, to get to everyone. Um, and so I'm going to teach a lesson, but this week I'm going to really look to connect with kiddo X and kiddo Y about this specific thing, this one thing, because if everything is a priority, then nothing's a priority. And so you gotta, you gotta choose like, look, as much as I would like to be Superman and be able to be at all places or the flash and do all these things, I'm not. And consequently it's the reality of focus on student X, student Y this week, next week. And so some way of your organization for me, I'm still analog. So there are things that I'll, I'll have to like physically write down on a piece of paper or a pad to be like, have a roster and next to it, like maybe it's a star of like, all right, I got to this kiddo. I got to this kiddo. Um, so that you know that you are addressing each kiddo and like no one is going to fall through the grass because without that sort of system, it's super easy. Like you were saying, for those kiddos who are just the high achievers, they give you those highs of like, wow, yes, I was able to teach something. And then there are the kiddos at the other spectrum who have those ginormous gaps where you're like, look, I've got to do something about this in order to reach them. And then what happens inevitably is that those kiddos who are in the middle, who are not just, they're not uh, distractions. They're not causing a big ruckus in class. They're very chill. But if they have those gaps and we're not paying attention to them as much as the high flyers and those who, like you were talking about behavior management and whatever, they can get sort of lost in the shuffle. And so it's super important to like have some sort of system that works for you to be able to say, I got to this kiddo, I got to this kiddo, I got to this kiddo. So that eventually you'll get to everyone. It just won't be all today or even all this week. I need to do that because I feel like, I feel like I like, if I had like a genie, I would wish that there was like B and one of those B's can focus on like my self care and then the rest is mm-hmm. like, I got you. I got you, kid number two, number three, number four. Got yeah. You. Yeah. But it's like it's like what you were mentioning too. I'd say then also leverage the kiddos who are super excited about particular subjects or particular pieces of content. Like 
leverage them as like mini teacher's assistants. So like you were just mentioning like uh, the mantle and magma and the rocks for the, if they're really into science, then be like, hey, yo, can you create Kittle, if this were a TikTok, a three minute something or another and have them do it like on Flipgrid, explaining what the mantle is and what it means like to have those different, um, when you're having like the different plates either pull away from each other or pu- pushing up on each other, create a three minute and then have that be like, all right, you kiddo, so you watch it and then I'm going to come back to you. Have these two or three kiddos watch that same flip grid or whatnot. And then whatever that point is, you watch it first, make sure that it's, they're teaching it correctly. And, and then from there, like shoot it out to the other kiddos and like, Hey, watch this. This is what the, I, like the essential question for today is going to be. So that by the end of class, you have this other person who's helping you along with it. And then if it's the vice versa of math, they're like, all right, we're doing scale factor, um, which basically is, hey, are we multiplying in order to get something larger? Are we multiplying less than one? So it's shrinking. And then can you explain that? How is this apply, applying in, uh, in real life? What are some examples? I What I love to do is use my age. Mr. Pierce is an old man, so this is what I've got. But what are the... <laughs> young whippersnappers into nowadays. <laughs> how, how would you present this? Or where is this applicable? And then let them run with it so that it's not just sort of all coming from you, like the, the stage on the stage, but rather like, hey, this is a volleyball match and all of us are going to get a chance to either set it, set up, and then spike. Hey there, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to part one of my conversation with Kevin. Part two, dropping soon.